So if you are a uh, man of uh, the age that uh, we are, then wrestling has played an important part of your life at some point. But the, one of the most important things about wrestling, uh, whether you know it or not, is you have to have a villain. You have to have a heel. You have to have somebody that is the anti-hero that the hero can come in and it makes the hero look good. If the villain is not good, if the villain is not strong, then it, then it does not work. And so... Just like with wrestling, <laughs> a big part of the NBA is you've got to have a villain in the league. And it's even better if you've got really good villains in the league to help offset your heroes in the league. So today we're going to dive into the biggest heels in the league, why we hate their damn guts so much, and who we think is the ultimate heel villain in the NBA right now. Let's dive in. Let's do it. This is the Upshot Podcast. We're about to break down the biggest moments in the NBA. One, three, five game with five seconds remaining. And why they matter now. This is the Upshot Podcast. Welcome to the Upshot Podcast, where we talk about all the biggest moments in the NBA. Throughout the years, there have been some amazing matchups. And I think, you know, in, in sort of the historical context, we get very focused on our Michael Jordans, you know, our Kobe Bryant's, our LeBron James, as we get, you know, the big stars. But what sort of gets lost in the historical context of everything a lot of times is who was the person they were playing at the time that could have been the Michael Jordan, that could have been the LeBron James or the Kobe Bryant. But they were the villain. So today we're going to talk about what makes a good villain. What what is sort of the core of this you know super important part of it all? So in the context of basketball, what is it that absolutely makes a good villain? Like what what do you guys think? I I feel like you know in wrestling it, it, it's very it's very easy to sort of point <laughs> out some of the main things. But what what are some of the main things that you know really make a good villain in the NBA? And, and I've I've got quite a few people that I just need to throw mm -hmm. right under the damn bus right. when we, when we get so going many. with this. Oh yeah. So you know right out of the gate, you know good villain. What are some of the qualities that you guys feel you know puts the person in in good basketball player? Let's just let's just they stop. They always are. Oh yeah. yeah. Let's stop there. They have to be amazing at the game of basketball. Oh yeah. But what are the things that make these people, um, where they're not so much our heroes, they're the person that we love to hate? Well, I think you touched on it immediately right there. You love to love certain guys. So mm -hmm. we all have probably our own favorite guys. We have our own favorite team members. We have our own favorite teams. We have our own favorite single competitive players that we love to watch play. So immediately we're going to gravitate to the ones who butt heads against those guys. The first one I could think of right off the bat, Zach Randolph. I always loved Zach Randolph as a Memphis Grizzlies fan. <laughs> he was my boy. But, man, that guy would get up in a dust-up with anybody at any moment. And the minute he got into a bust-up with him, that guy sucked. He was on the radar. Mm -hmm. He's the biggest heel I know in the world. Mm -hmm. We'll talk about some of them later on, but that's that's a big piece to me. So and what I, what I love about this, and, and this is what sort of strikes me, is a heel – uh, in the NBA, the context of the NBA, somebody that is our, that are like my favorite villains, they always think that they're the good guy. Oh, I love it. And, you know, over the years... What do you mean? <laughs> Come on. Over the years, I think that's the fun part of this whole thing is, is you put these players in a position where they're making uh, a lot of money. And, you know, you've got an incredible amount of fans that are behind them, and, and they're not behind them because they're great players uh, necessarily, even though they are great players. They're behind them because they're on 
they're, they're on in your the bubble. Team. They're in the bubble. Right. You're you're in a bubble, and so I think one of the things that's hard for you know mere mortals like us to understand <laughs> is when you're in that bubble, um, you know. How do you manage that whole thing of I'm not the good guy mm-hmm. without some context of, you know, being outside of the bubble for a little bit? So it, convince their good guy. Like, what are, what are some other things that, like, could have kind of put you guys in that mode of, uh, the, but I think that one's huge. They, they always seem to not be completely lost on the fact of what's, you know, context of how they exist in the rest of the world. So speaking of context, this is what... You bring up a really, really good point. And being in the bubble brings up a really good point, too. Because my favorite villain, my favorite villain, is the misplaced honor villain. The one that... (laughs) No, I'm serious. I mean, tell me something you enjoy more than Kyrie Irving... Telling oh the gosh. young Celtics, like, oh, you guys don't know. No, you guys don't even know what it's like to be in the finals. And look, look, I, I agree. Kyrie has been in the finals and made a big <laughs> shot. But you look at Kyrie being all of, I don't know, 27 years old, yeah. riding on LeBron's coattails. And it's like, dude, you, it, you, you have it, no idea what you're talking. And these guys can smell it on you. They can yeah. smell it all over you. They're riding on the shield of competition. That's yeah. what they're doing. They're literally like, because I'm competing for this or I'm trying to beat you for that. Like, they're trying to play it like, I play so hard. I do this so hard. So I would fight at the tip of a hat. You know, mm-hmm. I would, you know, do something dirty at the tip of that because I'm all in to win. Sure. And so they're using that shield of competition for whatever they want. Because as I run through my top guys, like all the stuff that really – pisses me off about what they're mm-hmm. doing is about stuff that they did to someone you love, you know, right, like right. I, how, how could Lance Stevenson blow in LeBron's <laughs> face? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah. We're in the playoffs. We're blowing in people's God, that's faces. That's a good one. That's a really good one. <laughs> but Lance is thinking of it. Like if I get LeBron off his game, this is how I we win. just win. This is how you I know? win. Uh, sure. Who cares? You know, you got 25 points. I'm blowing in your face mm-hmm. and we're about to win this. And so the next day, if it doesn't work, so what? No one's talking about yeah, Lance. Who cares? Nobody cares about Lance. It Stevenson. worked. Yeah. Well, so. And, and so, so being right in the thick of the competition and like and using it for that, like that, that's the thing, and that's actually a really good point. Is when you sort of get in that mode of um, tomorrow, if it didn't work, I still made Sports Center. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Like, how many times have you guys watched the clip of him blowing in the front seat? Oh, it comes out every year. Every year yeah, since then. the guy's a legend. That's yeah. his Hall of Fame. And, and, it really is. No, and 100. If, if you're not necessarily gonna make the Hall of Fame too, no, that, that's <laughs> terrible to say. But you know, like that's that's the thing. It's like you sort of get in this place of it puts you on the map too. But you know, that's neither here nor there. Um, you said Kyrie. I think this is interesting, and, and so we're going to beat up on Kyrie before. Like we're going to get into a whole. He list. deserves it. So. We're going to get a whole yeah. list of heels. <laughs> yeah, he's got a few minutes. Maybe yeah. Kyrie will make the list. I don't know. Sure, but. So somebody like Kyrie, what are the things that, you know, are completely likable about this guy that some people get on board with him that put him in a position to where he can be who he is? He's one of the most amazing players I've ever seen. In in terms of what? In terms of ball handling, shooting, passing. I mean, the way he thinks about the game. He's described himself. It was in a Jackie McMullen article. He's described himself as a basketball genius. And that's the thing is, I kind of loathe Kyrie right now, and I believe him. <laughs> yes, he's brilliant. Yes. He's a brilliant basketball player. The NBA player. is made up of the guy that can create his own shot versus the guy that has the shot created for him. Kyrie can do all of he that. He can do whatever he, he wants on the court. to give the other guy the shot, or if he just wants, he can get to the rim, step back. I mean, he's got all the pieces. There's not one thing he can't do. Yeah. Of what his size not a hole. and, and I think he, I think he, to do. I also think that he earned a lot of cred by going and playing second fiddle to LeBron. Sure. I think – 
that gave him, in a lot of people's eyes, that gave him that another level of, you know what? Well, this did. guy's willing to take a little bit of a backseat. He didn't mm-hmm. go. He was forced to. But, well, that's but true. But I did Drafted give him in. some credit. Sure. I actually liked him before that. Like, well, he played that card well. Yes. He played it well. I thought before the trade stuff came out, I mean, that's where the, the slide for me went. I was like, you know, if LeBron is like some, you know, overbearing leader that's, you know, shutting everyone up and do what I say, like – I mean, I don't like that. I don't want to hear that from LeBron, but right. I mean, at least keep it in house until you're not on the team. As you know, of that's kind of how I felt. Yeah. As of now, I'm going to say it's the worst thing that ever happened to him. I mean, it got him a ring. He made one of the biggest shots in the NBA Finals that's ever been made. He's not undeserving of that. He's an NBA champion he is. quality player. He is. Let's get into that in just a second because I think that's a really good point. Um, you talk about Kyrie and, and why not make him sort of the poster child for this as we get into it. But, you know, one of the qualities I think that you know we we've, we've talked about in in countless times we when we were talking to ourselves not recording is you put yourself in a position to where this person's great because they make the people you like look good. That's right. Okay, so that that's a quality of a heel. You have to have someone that makes the people that you actually like or the person on your team actually look good. And so, how important is it that uh, he's with LeBron? Mm-hmm. And, okay, winning, but also in losing too. Like what? Because LeBron, you know, a lot of people hate LeBron. Like that's yeah. that's fine, and that's part of being at that level of fame. But I wouldn't classify LeBron as a heel necessarily. But you've got sort of this underling, yeah, who's amazingly talented, who is the person that absolutely every time you can be like, I hate that guy. Yeah, and he never wanted to be the underling. Which right. is, I think that's what Joe was getting at. He never wanted to be that spot. Right. He kind of got forced into that spot. And Marshall said it's a credential though. Like. I mean, you can think. I can think of lots of guys in the league that I think are phenomenal talents. That I wonder, you know, if you paired that guy with LeBron, where is he at? You know, right. like I think of like a Booker with the Suns. Like, yeah. who, who are the Suns? Are they still in the league? Devin, stand you out know? there and shoot, yeah. please. Yeah. I mean, like people will be like, "Did you know Devin Booker scored fifty six tonight?" And I'm yeah. like, "What? That's yeah, insane." Is he still in the league? Yeah. And that's so sad. But like, well, if they play in Phoenix. Yeah, yeah, Phoenix. Really <laughs> yeah. If he was, if he was on Cleveland though, and he's playing second field to LeBron, you're yeah. like, well, LeBron had twelve of those assists, and he's on Sports right. Center and all this, and it means something because he more than playing with LeBron, I guess I should say, because they won. And so I think that's what makes a heel go to the next level is like whenever the guy has a chance to be at a championship level, or you know, a a top tier, someone that you expect to be an All Star every year. And they're a heel, which we know some of those sure. are coming up in the show. I mean, like, yeah. that's easy to hate on. Like, oh, yeah. I hate a guy that I'm going to see in the playoffs that I hate, yeah. you know? Oh, absolutely. So that's why Kyrie's up there. I mean, like, I don't think he does near enough things as what some of the other guys do that I dislike the way they play. But I'm like, when you're an ambassador of the game and you're a leader of the game and I really hate to watch you play, like, yeah. that, that sends oh, yeah. it up for me. Well, yeah. and so, so take this, you know, what you say is I really hate to watch you play, but at the same time, I will go buy a ticket to a game to watch that guy play my Because oh, the oh, skills yeah. are so good. You know, they're, off the, they're off the So charts. that's another one of those yeah. big points is you'd love to see them play, and, and I think that that takes us to another point is this particular person has enough history whether it be, you know, in college before they got to the NBA or, you know, high school before they got to the NBA <laughs> sure. or, you know, but they've accomplished enough. You know, it, it's like you said, again, they, they've done enough. They've got enough history that you hate them. You hate, you want to root against them, but they've accomplished so much that you know that your team's in actual danger of losing because of this one individual that's on a team. Oh, yeah. 
And you know, I, and and this this person may or may not be on our list, but there's a certain player that played in Chicago for a very long time that a lot of people hated, would you know, argued to be the goat, but very much could could land in that heel spot because of what he could do. Mm-hmm. And so you know, like I said, it, it gets into some very interesting territory. Last thing that I you know I'll say is, and, and I think this is super important, um, really important. <laughs> the last point here is this person can't if, if you really take them out of the context of the game and on court you can't really see them as an actual villain like they're probably a pretty decent human being when it when it comes off the court they just turn into someone on the court so you know i think a, a really big important part of this heel conversation is that they're not actually a bad person. It's just how you perceive them in the context of what well, they're playing a character. Yeah. If you if you're gonna equate it to wrestling, they're playing the yeah. heel character. I'm sure Bill Lambeer donated to a ton of charities. I'm yeah, sure he did. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I'm sure yeah. Bill was was, was <laughs> shout out to Bill. But, but but shout out to Bill. So so you know a couple key things. Let's just sort of recap because I, I you know I know I know we got onto bashing Kyrie a little bit, which is <laughs> why not? It ain't over yet. Baby. No no we'll get right back into that. You know th- this particular person's convinced they are the good guy. Uh, no matter what happens, no matter what kind of press they get, they're convinced that they're the good guy. Uh, has a lot of likable qualities, you know, to at least a small group of people, especially if they happen to play for your team. Uh, worthy in point, opponent, just in the fact that they make your people look good when they beat them. Uh, I can think of many a times with James Harden where I've been in the building and I've just loved to watch him lose, but at the same time he put up 50 against us. And so, like, you know, th- there's that. Uh, and then, like I said, you like when they play. You like when they're there because it makes the game better. Yeah. That's absolutely huge. And, like I said, probably the only way I can actually classify someone as a heel is just because I legitimately don't think that they are a bad person, which sort right. of takes us to the next point. And this is a question that I have to ask all of you. <laughs> What is a good, you know, if you could pull out some examples from popular culture, you know, not even necessarily basketball, but like, what is a good heel versus what's an actual evil villain like that you do not want to be associated with, even if they are happen to be talented? Like some, just some examples. Michael Scott. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. Not kidding. Right. So Michael yeah, Scott, yeah. when the off, I mean, that's supposed to be a terrible, unlikable character. And yet you end up rooting for him. Right. Yeah. Why? Why? Because he's a good heel. Because he actually means well. He's just he's an idiot, and you end up <laughs> you end up rooting for him to not be so much of an idiot. That's well, a whole different pod. Let's do a whole yeah, different pod is, about idiots. No, and, and, is there, and is there is there a Jim Halford if there's not a oh, or even a exactly. Dwight? I mean, how, like, how can you have somebody look so cool without standing next to someone who's not so cool? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Who, who else? We That's true. Because I, I, at the end of the day, Jim was not cool. No, he's no, not yeah. a cool guy. No, no, no. He's selling paper at a paper company. I think, Come on. I think going another level, like... We just lost even, our paper audience. Yeah. Paper selling oh, audience. Sorry about that. Sorry. Shout out to uh, paper. Anyway, Shout out to paper. What it is. Sorry. I think, like, uh, I think a Nick Saban, you know, like, I think oh, immediately oh, when he one. speaks, you're like, you're locked in because you're like, well, he's the best, yeah. you know, like, right? Yeah. But then so much of what he says pisses you off, too. You know, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, I'm just like, shut up. You yeah. got all the best players. And what do you have to complain whatever. about? But yeah. they didn't have the best players at Alabama until he was there. You know, they True. didn't have what they had till he was who he was. And, like, I want to hate him. Like, I truly want to hate him. But I see myself rooting not only for him at times, but his coaching tree where I'm like, <laughs> man, that dude, he was with Saban. He's yeah, got it going on. Right, so dude. I feel like that's a dude that, you know, where he wears the villain well, you know, yeah. like he doesn't care. He literally doesn't care what anyone outside of himself thinks in his team and his family and whatever. But man, the guy's got it going on from a 
winning standpoint, but uh, that that jumps out at me, which that's a coach, but but we yeah, hate well, him. And that was a, so that was a big point for me. I think I think <laughs> obviously you've got different levels of heels. So you've got the the irritant, the one that kind of mm-hmm. just gets on your nerves, nags at you. Lance Stevenson, Boogie. exactly, yes. Boogie. Lance Stevenson. Boogie. And then you've got the guy who kind of just rides the middle of the road, maybe like a Kyrie, to be honest, um, to where he hasn't done any just egregious things aside from maybe calling out his teammates. Or says the earth's flat, and you're wondering why did he say that. Yeah, okay, that's a whole (laughs) different point. He went to Duke University. I mean, he's a deep thinker. Wait, the earth's not flat? No, no, that's weird, right? (laughs) But then you you get that whole next level where they've embraced the fact that they're a heel. Oh, yeah. And we're going to talk more about that in some of these these NBA players. But I I think along the lines, the number one I think of is Tom Brady. Yeah. That guy is Captain America, 100%, and the majority of America hates him for it. And he for loves, that owns it. Owns and it, And he owns it. And he completely owns it. He rubs it. it in your face all the time. And he so, wins. This is what I call the friends complex. I, I don't know if you guys were big oh, into yeah, friends, but yeah. like the first like two or three seasons, nobody really watched friends. Like Nobody really watched Friends the first three seasons. And then like right around there, Friends gets super popular. You start getting into like the sixth through the, like the last season – they absolutely become characters of themselves. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And, the top. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just like they know what's working for them. And so they keep doing it, but sure. they, they accentuate it. And so like a lot of the people on this list is in Tom Brady. I, you know, Tom Brady plays football and I feel like that guy's super focused on football and I hate him on one level, but at the other side, a lot of respect, which I feel yeah, totally have to respect. If, I, if yeah. I could add a subcategory on that, I think that there's the guy that's so mentally weak that whenever he's a villain, he can't, He's like, well, everyone hates me anyway. I think of like Ron Artest. Leans into oh, it. He's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. they got me. Okay, I'm gonna maybe punch, like Rodman was back in the day. Sure, stands. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they still know they're valuable. They're good guys. Uh, to I call team. him Mr. World Peace, by the way. Because <laughs> Mr. That's been you better. But I mean, literally, like when I'm watching him, I'm like, I'm not thinking. Like for instance, I think with Rodman, while he seemed crazy, I always thought Rodman was in control of himself. Like he might be doing the most bizarre thing in the world, but I thought. He knows these. That guy's gonna pull down nineteen but boards. Like, when right. I watch Artest do it, I think to myself, like he's acting like this is my role in the team, but really he's he may like, run into the stands. Yeah, and, I may yeah. stab you <laughs> right. in a minute. Yeah. I mean, Tony like, Allen, anyone? I, yes, Tony yes. Allen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So just to, just to give a good uh, sort of bring it home perspective, you know, just just a good list as we we talked about Tom. I mean, Tom is is the ultimate heel. I feel like for the NFL. Um, everyone, Kanye. Everyone hates Tom. Let's, get, let's get Oh, Kanye. Yeah, Kanye. Oh, goodness. It's been really tough for me with Kanye it's in the like, last few years. You've got really your has. headphones on. The like, West man, of Us, too. Could be the best heel of all time, to be <laughs> honest. He's 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 got to be on Mount Rushmore. He yeah. is solid. You know, and I feel like, you know, if you really want to get into contrasting, like Hulk Hogan. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. You Hollywood. Get, Hollywood. You get into a position to where you've got Hulk Hogan for years is the hero. And then you, and then you sort of see... Uh, wrestling and, and you know this is the perfect pod to talk about wrestling in conjunction with the NBA. But like, you see wrestling take a downhill slide, and then you see Hogan become a villain, and it absolutely single-handedly at first lifts everything up, and then they he did. starts. And so it's it's a very interesting thing how one person can sort of flip the switch. And, you and know, at that point, of, at that point, wrestling was the biggest it had ever the world. been, and it'll never it'll never touch that level again. It was yeah. because, out, of, because of him. It was beating out mainstream sports for yeah. a little bit. And, yeah. Icon, yeah. and Icon was pulling up because everyone that had ever seen Hogan do that wanted to see the villain. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly yeah. what it was. It was yeah. Beautiful. Um, let's talk about some bad examples of heel. Uh, Cause I think that, you know, you have to understand this. This is easy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so some bad examples. What do you guys got? 
uh, Aaron Hernandez. And, and the reason that, the reason that it's easy <laughs> is it wrong? Let's to just allow? jump no, no, right no. in. Well, look, I, I don't want to spend too much time on it, but but look, Aaron Hernandez as this as a similar thing, right? To Tom Brady, he's not as great as Tom Brady. What Tom Brady does, but Aaron Hernandez is a fantastic, was a fantastic athlete, amazing at tight end, but. When you bring murder in, that takes you. Look, it's not funny it's a anymore. Different level, right? That's yep. that's and that's what we mean by being murder. a bad. We're talking gangs. Hey, right, talking, right, right. Yeah. It's, it's it's a it's a bad it's bad news bear situation. That's not a good villain. That's not no. somebody that you even want to entertain. Hey, Bat- watching Batman right. Robin here. So pulling the correlation here, Hernandez. You got uh, Urban Meyer. I mean, literally, sure. like you start ah. questioning his character completely from that Florida every team other every other year. Harvin and him, and then you think, oh, it's just bad luck. He squared up with him. Certainly and not on the same plane as Aaron Hernandez. But I completely not. agree Absolutely with you. I, I completely agree That's with you. That's not what I'm saying at all. He yeah, also coached you. Aaron yeah. Hernandez, by the yes. way. Just as weird <laughs> connection there. <laughs> yeah. But, but. Taking him in, I mean, that's what makes me think of that. You know, like he's the people that he's promoting are the same people that seem to have this trail of bad character. What can I do and, to win? Right. Yeah. And then he, but he's always playing it off like I didn't know. I do the right thing. Sure. I take care of kids. And then they texted my wife, and she didn't yeah, tell me. And then it's, and then it's, <laughs> I go off because of my health. Right. And then here he goes to Ohio State, and we see all the same things again. Yeah. But any coach that's not winning at his level doesn't get away with he's that. He's an yeah. amazing coach. He's amazing. an amazing, amazing college football coach. But right. it's pretty clear that he's going to do what he can get away with. Exactly. Yeah, no doubt. You just cross a line and it's... Yeah, yeah it's, there's, it's, there's, it's, a, there's, a, there's a there's a line where it's not funny anymore. Yeah, exactly. There's a line where it's not funny anymore. Um, so does the, does the villain have to commit murder? I mean... No, it doesn't no, have to. Definitely, okay. definitely not. <laughs> but I think it certainly wanna, makes it easy. Yeah. You know, I think there's a point of no return where you're no longer a heel. You're just, you're just terrible. Right. Um, so let, let's get into it because the whole point of this, is, you know, this particular podcast is... Who do we think is the biggest heel in the NBA right now? Like, and why? Like, what what is it about this person that makes them uh, amazing? Like, the NBA does not exist without this person doing what they do. However, I, we we hate them, and we hate them in such a good way, and it feels good to hate them, and it's socially accepted to hate this person sure. because of what they're doing. But man, if they weren't there, we wouldn't have what we have. Yeah. You know. And so let, let's get into it. I, I I think the first person that you know we you know that we all want to talk about. And I've been a I'm a monster fan of this guy. I'm just gonna throw it out there. Oh geez. I don't know why because he's terrible. He's just <laughs> the worst. But Blake Griffin. Oh. Um, oh. So <laughs> get, yeah. getting into Blake Griffin. Like, how long has Blake Griffin been playing ball? Like. He's had he's got a decade ten plus years by now. Yeah. Yeah. It's close. To, it's close to, to a decade. Yeah. So he's had a chance to evolve as a human. We'll edit that out if we're wrong as hell. By the way, but I'm pretty sure <laughs> it it's works. Close to <laughs> no, it works. So you know the things about Blake that you know sort of start to stick out to me are um, well, uh, to, for starters, the very vocal opinion of a lot of other people have of Blake. Um, <laughs> but there's there's a particular incident. I think it was 14. Was it 2014 that this the, 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 this particular incident where you're just like this person's the worst. However, he didn't actually murder. You know, he didn't cross <laughs> the murder line. I think that's important. Yeah. Um, but so there's this particular incident in 2014. What happened? I think he punched the, punched his team team trainer in the face. Right? Yeah. Well, I mean, what it was was he was out at a bar. With his friend, who was, was also a team manager. Was it Chandler Parsons? No, it was yeah, the other shocker, right? Okay. I completely they were actually, forgot about they were, actually, yeah. they were actually had friends. no idea about this, and I still thought he was a villain. I forgot. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, yeah. yeah he's yeah. a villain. He's got he, a rap sheet. You yeah. just he said punched his trainer, and I was like, oh, yeah. oh my gosh, like, I hate yeah, you. That like, oh, okay, he punches a water boy. Who doesn't want to do that, right? right. No, this guy's no, no. his friend. So walk me through this. They're out at a bar. They're out at a bar together, and of course, don't quote me, they're out at a bar together, and of course, they get into this confrontation of... 
you know, just, just challenging each other is what it is. Well, of course, Blake Griffin, and if you ever watch Blake Griffin play on the court, you know that he is a whiny, He's whiny, whiny baby. Well, and that's a, that was a culture on the Clippers, right? Oh, so, like, gosh. Doc, Paul, Jeez. Andy. I mean, they, it was a culture to Literally, I think that was literally about every in the call. water. And we're still, I think they started it. We're still dealing with it now. When I see oh, yeah. Houston whining about calls after game one of this, I mean, it, it's it, we're dealing with it now, and I think it started there. They were the worst. And I mentioned it as a Grizzlies fan. This may be where it started was those wars that Zebo oh, had yeah. with Blake Griffin oh, yeah. down low. I mean, they fought so much. <laughs> and it was so much fun to watch because I already hated Blake. But then, of course, I hated him way more oh, after yeah. that. Oh, yeah. There is this amazing article that, you know, it was a few – I can't remember exactly when this came out. It was a few years back. But there's this amazing article that literally just lists the top, the top five, which there's more fights. But there's – you know, it's between Zebo uh, yeah, yeah. and oh, Blake yeah. Griffin. And, and, oh, yeah. I mean – and it's a thing. It's like, you know, at what point do you learn your lesson? Like, you're like, hey, maybe I should mess with this guy. But, like, this article's amazing. And, and we'll link to it in the show notes because it's such a good article to illustrate the whole Blake Griffin vibe. But you get into this whole thing of, okay, every time this guy shows up in our city, he's starting something. And, oh, yeah. and for those of you that don't know, a lot of us are based, like, we're based around the Memphis area. And so... We'll actually go to ten some games. I'm a big Lakers fan. I'll I'll actually fly out to L.A. to go see some games because it's just such a magical yeah, place to have be. Have fun but, with that this year. You know, anyways, <laughs> but you know, Memphis is a place. So, what's so interesting is is in this in this particular time period when Zebo's there mm-hmm. in Memphis, it's not particularly exciting to go see a Blake Griffin game. No, no. However. No. It is exciting to go see a Blake Griffin. Like this is what's this is what's so magical about Blake Griffin, and this is why I kind of love the guy. I don't love him just because you know he's like my hero. It's a freak athlete, man. He's, freak. he's an amazing yeah. athlete. But what's so interesting is everywhere he goes, you know that if you show up, you may see the train wreck. You oh yeah, may see Absolutely. Teen Wolf come out. And I mean, it's amazing. I mean, let's yeah. be real. He jumped over a Kia once. He, did. I don't know he if you actually jumped that. over a Literally car. Literally left television. a Kia to dunk it. Wow. I, I don't I, listen. If he didn't jump over the Kia, I don't want to know. Sure. I, I, He's I, actually a guy that's yeah. punished for his athleticism because, and I, here's what I think when Blake came out of college, I thought he was a highlight reel that a team l- like might be on a bandwagon. And I hate to say this now, but like a Zion, like, you're hoping that he's a oh. perennial all-star. Oh, absolutely. But I think that's a great if, comparison. If he's yeah. not, at least he's going to get us. Zion on, could on be sport. Blake Griffin. Right. And, we, and like, is that disappointing? I don't know. But. Right. But here's the thing. Blake has a shot. He can handle the ball. He can do, he can read the floor. He can play defense. He can do all these things sure. that no one really cares or thinks about. I, it's almost like they sell him short on purpose because they don't like him. You yes, know what I mean? Yes, his like, oh, yeah, But he also yeah. punched a team manager <laughs> in the face. In a bar. Yeah, yeah. And then Rainer. was also, and subsequently was out four to six weeks with said, with said broken hand. Yeah. Let's get into this because I think the thing that really sells this story for me and really just cements the heel status is he literally missed Four to six weeks because he broke his hand in said bar fight. It's a pretty important time, by the way, too. You, yeah, you oh, they were in, the, uh, yeah. in the hunt for the playoffs. At this time, the Clippers are supposed to be threatening to overtake the Lakers. Lakers oh, yeah. aren't that great, okay? 100%. Right. It, it completely blows it. And that's kind of the problem of what makes Blake Griffin heal. Because, I'm look, here's the thing about Blake Griffin. I've got a lot more respect for him now because he has parked his ass in Detroit. There's nothing he can do about it. He's on a huge contract. He's playing with Andre Drummond. He's in Detroit and kind of it. Look, they made the playoffs. They were the eighth seed this past year, right? And he, in Detroit, where nobody's watching, made third-team All-NBA. He just had a great year. It yeah, was pretty did. under the radar. But he's not focused 
on basketball. Interesting. That's the other thing about Blake Griffin is that Blake Griffin wants to be the guy who's focused on basketball. Hey, look at me getting into it with Zebo. We're going to overtake the L.A. Lakers. No, no, no. I'm going to go do a movie with Whitney Cummings. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. You, you do your thing. But he's doing stand-up. He's on She's yachts with Chandler Parsons. Yeah, I mean, look. Every and, commercial and he can get on. He's yeah. making money. He's on a huge contract. That's fine, but don't be the basketball guy and don't play like you're the basketball guy if you're not. So do, do we sort of add that into the criteria for uh, biggest heel, uh, like things that like are out there? Because I don't think we had that original um, basketball player, however, not focused on basketball because it, like it's second to you. Yeah, yeah. it's OK. And so like that's we'll, see some, we'll see some other guys like that. And I think so, it's important to touch on to real quick it, before, we, before we get away from Blake. And we touched on it with the culture of the Clippers. And I don't know if you guys remember those days. But it wasn't just about them being whiny. It was the flopping. Oh, big Do you time. remember Another thing they the pretty flopping. much started. Sure. Yeah. Chris Paul and Blake Griffin, and I know we'll, we'll get into more some of that stuff after a while, but Blake Griffin is six foot 10, 200, and I don't know, 80 pounds. Brick shithouse. And he should say. not yeah. be getting run over by Tony Allen in the exactly. post. Yeah. So, and, and taking it like, it like he just got hit by a bomb. Who, you know? who was it with the quote? There's a quote out there um, about uh, him being in L.A. and that being a great place for him. Oh, yeah. And you know who said it? Who, who's, who's DeMarcus it? Cousins. <laughs> oh, oh, Are you the pot yeah. or the kettle? Boogie. So, come so, on. So, so just and, oh, and poor no, boogie. no disrespect. For, yeah, poor Boogie. But no disrespect to Boogie. But when Boogie is calling you out oh, for... Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Called him an actor. All right. We got to. We got to keep. Yeah. Well, well, Blake's just playing into the whole team. That whole team was. It was literally like they they banded together off of their selfishness. You know what I mean? Like yeah. That, that's sure. how they were. And then it was like when that doesn't. What win, a way to go. Yeah. When that doesn't win, we'll hate each other. Oh yeah. But, yeah. but we will fight for each other exactly. until then. Yeah. And then yeah. I it's Chris's fault. They ended man. up finding the two most selfish stars they could have found at the time. <laughs> and and I don't and think then we had knew the it. coach's son on the team. Exa- with them. Yeah. Exactly. Like I don't won't throw a wrench. We didn't in the know plan. it at the time. And then you got okay. DeAndre Jordan. I mean, yeah, yeah. we could do a whole clips pod. Yeah, you really yeah. could. We really, you, you Two could best alley hoop guys on Amazing. the same team oh, yeah. ever. Yeah. How'd I that mean, work out for him? We yeah. got some good clips. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, and, and that's the thing. You, you, you get into the history, and we we have to move on. But you get into the history, and like I think I I mean being the very casual fan here compared to you guys, I very much remember being like, who you know I'm a Lakers fan. I'm like, but man, LA. Who do I want to spend the, my money on at the time? Clips are. I may be going on Clippers now. The show. And, then, and then, like, just flipping the page, it's over. Bye-bye. Yeah. It's over. So never Maybe me. back yeah. now, though. Uh, you maybe back yeah. now. You never know. Uh, I heard they had a good offseason. So, <laughs> uh, Rondo, man. We got to talk Rondo. Oh, Rondo. So, first things first, let's, let's sort of trace the trajectory of his career, like, to the team's. Of where this guy's been, um, and we don't have to start. That's gonna be tough. We don't have to start, well, at, the start at the beginning. We hate Kentucky. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a good he's, start. He's at the Wildcats. That makes you a heel. The, yeah, like immediately yeah. you're on the favorite team in in the U.S. Basically, at the yep. time, it, what was it? Patino that he played for. How far back are we going? Gosh, I'm pulling out stats. I don't he know. Been, he, he might have been, been like a Gillespie, Dizzy guy Billy or Gillespie. No, he know. was not Gillespie. He, if you're listening and you actually know this, come, come yeah, to someone the, come to the actual us. website and yeah. let us know who he was. Or anybody under. who gives a shit about the was Kentucky Rondo with Tayshon? <laughs> was Re, was Rondo with Tayshon? Because I saw him Seems at the like nursing he, home last week, so, and I'm pretty sure he said Patino was yeah, his coach. Yeah, so. Could be. Yeah. Okay, so 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 that's that's a great start for heel for for us. You know, and sorry Kentucky fans, but we just we just lost the whole Kentucky audience. We've lost the paper sellers in the Kentucky audience if you're keeping track at home. That was a um, that was a respect hill. That was a legit you're getting the hill because you're on the team that's yeah, that's like a Patriot shot. Yeah, right it there. is a Patriot yeah. shot. Yeah. I, I'm, you know, I'm not so apologizing. Just giving right back to Kentucky there. So from there, like where does you know, because this guy's bounced around a bit, but like 
where do you first remember this guy catching your radar and being like, who? What? Boston. Yeah, it was okay. the Celts first. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it, was, it wasn't the, regular the season. Bag. It was playoffs. Yeah. yeah. Because well, there's playoff Rondo, right? That's right. Playoff well, Rondo. Well, yeah. he, well, Rondo was on the big three, but he was all, uh, he was also on some some playoff contenders before they were there. So I'm thinking back to, I mean, obviously they had Pierce. Sure. But uh, who was the other? Antoine uh, was, Walker. Uh, right. No, it was. It, was well, he was when, there during the big three. Right. When I think when I think of Rondo, I think of Garnett, Pierce, and uh, Ray Jesus, Allen. Jesus Shuttlesworth right. himself. Right. No, no, no. That he was there. I'm saying before that though, he still had some playoff runs with those. Was other he there teams. with Tuan? Okay. Yeah, he was there with Tuan okay. and with Pierce, and it was just kind of that like. Sure. I mean, he was the big three yeah. at that mm-hmm. point, but they just weren't a title contender, so to speak. So, so yeah. So playoff Rondo. Um, <laughs> where does that start to catch on? Like, do you remember like? Because yeah, I, I've heard you know all of that, but like, where do you first start to feel like? I, I don't know. I, I, I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm not sure they're as successful without him as far as oh, no. – because it, what Rondo does better than anybody, and, and I'm going to go out on a limb here and, and say still. Like, they're talking about Rondo this year. He's a Laker now, okay? They're talking about Rondo being the 10th or 11th man. Look, Rondo's <laughs> in phenomenal shape. He's still in phenomenal shape. He can play with anybody. Now, he doesn't have a shot. Never really had much right. of a shot. Exactly Doesn't need to. He can literally, I, when he was playing in New Orleans, I think it was with Boogie and AD at the time, may have just been AD, he literally would have a game with 20 assists. 20 yeah. assists. Oh, yeah. He's still capable of putting out that many dimes because he's just, he, he's he's an amazing kind of an old school point guard right. to be honest with you well from a from a player standpoint i think i like to jump into like alonzo a guy that right now in the nba we're thinking or maybe a ben simmons where you're like man you can't not really have them on the floor on your team but like they don't score that's almost unheard of right but then with rondo like he was the first guy that i thought to myself like he could literally not score and be the best player on the floor that's not, true. maybe not best player but you know what i mean like be the catalyst to all of it and i was really impressed with him early on with that you know like sure, right I, there wasn't many point guards that i thought could be out there not really get double digits and still be super effective yeah but where they came up with playoff rondo was he would literally quote unquote tank a, a regular season game on a regular basis so the reason that a lot of those stats seem so gaudy was because the game before you'd watch him play it could be you know a completely different game but he would play and have two points three assists seven turnovers and a rebound and you're like well what in the world and then yeah. the next night he's got 15 20 and 18 and he shows up like, shows up when he needs to yeah shows up when he wants to but then the playoffs yeah. came around and you've got this guy who is a lockdown defender who sees everybody on the court and, and knows their steps well before it nick talked earlier about Kyrie's mentality for the game i don't know that anyone has a better mentality than rondo yeah well i, I mean know, just sick he's a general he let me defend bull. rondo a little bit um this is an era where we're not sort of at this point we're sort of starting to get here now and you, you see this with Kawhi. uh we're, we're sitting people yeah for, for games yeah. um which is very tough for as a fan uh to come into and say well the guy came to see tonight's not playing but like at right. that point thanks greg popovich at thanks, that point greg. do you get right do you get your break by being playoff Rondo. I think it's more in vogue now. I mean, that's the thing is, like, look, I'm not saying Rondo kind of started that because, look, I mean, right. it, it, look, LeBron is going to take some time off whether he's on the floor or not. That's just the fact of the matter. LeBron it can take six weeks in the middle of a season, six, seven weeks in the middle of a season to say, yeah, I'm not going to D up right now, but I will right. see you in the playoffs. And honestly, it's tough to, to kind of come out against that at this point. No. I mean, because it works. It can work for you. So... 
I have a lot of people that I need to throw under the bus on this list that we've, we've sort of put together. So I would love to bust on Rondo for another 20 minutes, but let, let's keep going. Uh, Chris Paul. Yeah. We, we got someone that has major issues with Rondo, oddly right. enough. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we got to jump in a great segue to Chris Paul. Where, where do you go with Chris hey, Paul? Aren't, aren't there guys on the, this as you run through, though, like you hear about him and you're like, oh, yeah, he's easy to not like, but you don't hate him? You know, like Chris Paul. Like, All of them. Who, who, who can you talk about with Chris Paul that's like, oh, no, he's a good dude? Like, you know what I mean? Like Rondo. Like, to me, I, I think Rondo's you got some that love journey. For Rondo. Yeah, yeah, like, I, want, I respect him. And like Chris Paul, I think maybe that's a, another criteria is like, do you throw respect out? Because of things they've done, like they they've earned respect and you've you've washed it away. Because with me, with Chris Paul, like I see the video of, of him punching a guy in the balls when he's in yeah. college, and right away I just think to myself, like, who, what, right. who else does that? Right. And especially an elite guy, like a guy that's talking about being a top fifteen pick, he's punching a dude in the nuts and in, in you know hot, or college ball, and I just think to myself, like, what? And so then, he's a dirty player. I right. mean, starting off, and but. Then, Go ahead. No, no. 100%. Well, also, look here. We talked about this earlier, and I think that this, you know, it. <laughs> this is where Kyrie gets some of this pretty honest, the misplaced honor type thing. Look, Chris Paul on every single team he has ever been on really started in L.A. I mean, look again. We you, you laughed about him having problems with Rondo. He's got problems with Blake Griffin. They hate each other's guts. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's part of the reason it broke up big time. But every team Chris Paul is on, especially since the clip. It's, hey, guys, I know how to win. Come with me. I know how to win. In Houston, guys, come with me. I know how to win. He doesn't have any titles. Hey, absolutely He's never not. played in a finals. Well, you know, and that's the thing. It's like at what point as an NBA player, because I think everybody is in your year, even your coaches sometimes saying, hey, you got to step up. Yeah. You got to lead. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and some guys, I think that, that, that totally puts them in the position to, to doing that. But, you know, we're we're also talking about the best players in the world on every team. Yeah. yeah. And, and so, you know, Chris Paul's tough for me because I, I, I'm the guy that will sit and actually root for Chris Paul for four weeks. And then the fifth week, I'm like, God, this guy's terrible. Well, let me say this. And we, can, we can, look, if you want to root for Chris Paul, you root for Chris Paul now. Because now Chris finds himself in Oklahoma <laughs> yeah. City. He's yeah. got – look, the, he got traded for the one contract he could get traded for. The only other contract in the NBA I think he can get traded for is Wiggins up in Minnesota. And if I'm in Minnesota and I'm as miserable as I am with Wiggins, <laughs> I'm still not trading for Chris Paul. Right. No. This is a team that's rebuilding, clearly rebuilding. They've got, so, they've got picks up to 2026 from this trade. Look, you want to root for Chris Paul? We're about to see how good he is at basketball. Do you, do you feel like that's a dumb maybe, thing to say? He's very good at basketball. Do you feel like maybe <laughs> they're going to be taking the hammer to the piggy bank up in OKC this year because ticket sales might not be as good? I don't know. Uh, look, I'm excited for OKC this year. That's the thing. Like, how like do you I, sell that to a ticket holder? I don't know. That's yeah. tough. That's you tough. You know what? And I'm OKC, excited. Sell but, the future. But yeah. if you're going to be in a market that's going to want, true. look, OKC is a damn good market. They will that's show great. up and watch oh, you yeah. play. That's true. Aren't those guys like so. born to hate Houston though? You know what I mean? Like, I mean, and then you're you're getting. You're getting the antagonist into your team. Yeah. And I, and I think Paul's the ultimate, like, clutch guy, too. Yeah. You know, I think he's clutch. I don't I don't think he's not a capable of winning I'm a not, game. I've not checked the schedule yet, but I want your opinion, Joe, is do you think that the Houston games sell out this year? With uh, OKC? Yeah. Or, yeah. I mean, I'm going to be honest. Like, if I'm a OKC fan, like, I can still give a lot of respect to Westbrook. I think he garners it. Right. I think he gets a standing O. Yeah. I really do. It, I, yeah. It's one that he put the time. That still sells tickets, though, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and what I'm saying. The o bigger piece yeah. is the way he hated on KD and the way he left. I yeah. think one thing that helps Westbrook, whether it's garnered or not, is I think that he was 
left being left. You know, yeah. like I was here and people left me and then they said, what's best for the team? And I said, I do what I want, yeah. you know, now whether or not he really said, I want out, yeah. you know, I don't know. But, uh, I mean, I got, I, I, I'm I, not a Westbrook fan. Yeah. I don't root for Westbrook. I respect Westbrook. Sure. Like way more than Chris Paul. I think Chris Paul is going to throw people under the bus. I think he's going to hit a clutch shot to go up by one with two seconds left. They still lose because yeah. they're pathetic. And then he's just going to like point a finger at everyone. Shea Gilgis Alexander. Yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> Danilo yeah. and you're going to be like, oh, you're the leader. That's fantastic. Now I know why you can't win. And that's how I feel about but I think it. The, I think the on the court stuff is, I mean, so a plenty with Chris Paul. It's crazy. But the big piece, and, and this is crazy that we talked about him right after Rondo. So I don't know if you guys remember the issue between Chris Paul and Rondo where they got into it. And allegedly, someone spit on someone else, yeah. and then the and then Chris Paul got his friends and went and tried to find them in the locker room afterwards and stuff like that. Well, this was all built on the idea that Rondo put out in the media, which I think is is got a lot of credibility to it, is that Chris Paul projects himself as this really good guy. He's the president of the Players Association. Right. He, oh, good he, point. he he is known as. This good guy, yeah. socially, yeah. but every teammate he's ever had and every opponent he's ever been against yeah. can't stand it. Yeah, they can't stand it. So that's that's kind of what Ron, that's yeah. that's what Rondo took from that fight and put it in the media. And I think there's just a lot of credibility to that because he had some people backing him. And, you know, he had some people like Glenn Big Baby Davis, which I'm not sure. Like, <laughs> okay, I'm not sure how credible he is, but yeah. but he had some people really behind him going. You know what? There's a lot of a right. lot of juice to what he's saying here. Oh, it's solid. Uh, okay, we gotta keep moving. Uh, uh, just you know, my Can we opinion. Skip book? Oh, book. <laughs> my opinion. So here's the deal. Oh, book. We, we we we'd sort of set this show in motion, and we'd sort of made our list of. You know, and, and I tell you, three days ago, guys. It's like if you found out Lex Luthor just got Lyme's disease. Right. Like two days ago, and you're like, oh, well, three shit, days a terrible ago. Time. When when we first put this podcast together, I'm you know I'm kind of like boogie, yeah, yeah. Demarcus Cousins, let's tear this guy down because he is a great heel. Sure, and then and then the guy, we don't know this yet, and so maybe when this podcast goes live, we'll have a little more on this. But this guy's career may be over. It could be done. And yeah. so, you know, we, we had DeMarcus Cousins on the list because I'll be honest, there's never been a time when I've been in a live arena watching DeMarcus Cousins that I did not hate this guy. Sure. But the second we walk out, I'm like, you know what? Boogie's not that bad. But then I hate him when I'm watching him. Yeah. But I, I feel like we got to get a getaway. Like, if I could just say two or three things about this guy, it's number one, uh, it's his face. That's exactly it. He's playing basketball in a sewer. Wait, is what Joe, he's doing. Joe, where, did he, literally, where did he play in school? Where did yeah, he play college? In Kentucky. Oh, good call. Oh, yeah, there yeah. you go. So, but, but that's the, the less thing, respectable like, Kentucky. Can I just clear. say, it's just something about the way that this guy looks. You're right. It's like he smells something bad every time I say it. And it's not yeah. fair. He, he smells something bad fair. from his own teammates. Fix he smells something face, bad dude. from his coach. He just it's, always looks like he's about to cry, which I realize most of the time. because he is. I'm not sure that he is. I feel like, anyways. Let me say this before we pass up on book. Because, look, if. Book never has his time in Sacramento. When I do, I say to, to in his defense, it's not really in his defense. He's still a kid. I mean, he's he's still coming in. Exactly. Sacramento was a disaster. Yes. He was he was a problem, and the problem issue followed him. But in New Orleans, you know, he played his butt off, and he ends right. up tearing his Achilles. And then look, if you're watching the finals, I think it was Game Two when Book's playing his ass off. 
Yes. Uh, you know, before he, before he messes up his quad. I, mean, I think he messed up his quad a few games later. But look, I think he was redeeming himself but to be. Yeah, the- this is our tough guy, or he's a tough guy. He's difficult, but he's our tough guy. Maybe getting into the Draymond territory a little bit. But is that because he was getting the ball? I feel right. like Boogie is a ball dominant big man that yeah. needs the ball a lot. Well, they didn't have anybody left. Yeah, <laughs> and literally, they got yeah. guys dropping like flies. Like, hey, Boog, get in there. Yeah, and of yeah. course, he's getting featured. It's true. So of course, and he's he's playing high tip. I can see that all so across the board because he's getting the ball. For me, he falls a little bit under the umbrella of like he he would have been more hated if they were more dominant you know like if he's not at sacramento for so long like i mean he bandwagon with a couple teams here late obviously going with golden state and the lakers but i'm just not i don't care enough to think that he's a terrible villain you know what i mean like i just don't i don't think he put in that kind of playoff run to really hate him he didn't take my team out or my guy out so i've never hated him sure uh yeah that's the thing i have a really weird offshoot just because i want to i (laughs) I feel really bad for the guy with the injury. You just never want to see these these even these kind of guys. He never got like, his money, by the way. No, it, I mean that, it's, that it's really crazy. devastating. That actually what, makes me feel bad for yeah. the yeah. guy. So let me ask you something, and this is one of those small moments, small moments that matter in a really really big way. If he comes back towards the you know towards the end of the final, like to, is he when he comes back in, and you know he plays that game that's just you're like oh oh. This is the guy. Like mm-hmm. he comes in, he plays, and the next game's not so good. But if he comes in and he plays three games, lights out, and the Warriors bring it home because he's there, does that change your opinion of him? I mean, I, this is this, this is what I think about. Like there are guys that are com- for me perpetually the heel because they never quite reach. What's the crazy apex. about that is that it's it's a fair question and it's also possible. So so take let's say what happens happens that the sure. Golden State actually wins, right? So KD goes down, Boogie comes in and Boogie looks like Boogie uh, pre-Achilles, right? Uh it, number 1 Boogie's about to get paid. So Boogie's right. not signing a one-year, right. I think it was $3.5 million with the Lakers this year. Look, the only reason he's not getting paid is cuz he's he's permanently hurt. Boogie is a hero. Okay, right. number one. Hero's absolutely the worst. Yeah, he's an absolute hero, and he is probably getting paid quite a bit of money to play somewhere. So, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. What, do you think, what do you think he gets paid? Like, who? It, what do you think he gets paid? I don't think he gets a max. I'll, I'll say no, Does he come back to the not. Warriors? Yeah. I don't think he gets long-term anymore. Yeah, they can't afford him to do what they want. Well, again, remember, remember on this basis, though, he, he there's no torn quad. So he's coming over the Achilles, right? And he has helped Golden State win the title. I, I, don't, I don't know what his, what his market is. For himself, like, is he looking for the money only at this point? I mean, he's got a ship, you know, yeah. and he hasn't gotten the big contract. Right. I feel like he's the type of guy that does go to Phoenix, Minnesota, Me Memphis. Too. I do too. At says, this point, I do. If, if he could get max money or close to yeah. it or a long-term deal, yeah. because he's never had that. I mean, that, I think that's maybe why I don't hate him as bad is because, like, early on I thought, man, he's off in Sacramento. They're not doing anything. But right. he never got – Never got for it. being a top dude, right? And he really was a top dude. I mean, Amazing he's that, athlete. He's that dude. Yeah, yeah. Amazing like player. no one that size moves like that. It's it really is tragic. It really so, is tragic. You know, and, I hope he I hope he comes back. But you know, he's twenty nine. I think it's it's tough. Consistently it leads the league in technical fouls and ejections. Yeah, he'll too, probably be. Okay. He'll okay. probably be a coach. I'm actually then, okay with that. Actually. I think that's awesome. Good that's right. <laughs> so, um, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, intentionally end this whole run with uh, Warriors or uh, ex Warriors. <laughs> Uh, because we just named the whole team. Let's just let's just go and throw out there. Minus Curry, I hated I'm, every one of them for a long time. I like Clay too, but respect. No. So Draymond, um, for me, this is the apex. This is it. A villain. This, this is, is your guy, number like, one. This is one of the guys that I respect immensely. I love him, but at the same time, 
you got a guy who says, you know what? The players are coming up. I should lose, what, 30 pounds? Like, what did the guy lose? Because he's like, <laughs> he's about what? 25 pounds. You know yeah. what? Screw, that the all-star break, right? Screw <laughs> the season. But you know what? The playoffs are coming up. I should lose weight, you know, because now I should start playing. Yeah. And there's just so much about this guy. And this is another guy that it's not fair, but there's something about the way his face <laughs> contorts itself during a game that makes me think that he is a crybaby. He's a mean mugger. You sure. know, he is yeah. a mean mugger. He is. So Draymond, to me, is, is up there. He's not necessarily my top, but he's definitely up there. And we'll get to the tops in a few minutes of who we think is the yeah. villain. Uh, but I'll just say this about Draymond. I mean, I look. I I love Draymond, and 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 it, it, you know the the height of villainy for Draymond for me. It, you know the technicals and stuff. That's stupid stuff, and I think that that does hurt his team. But you, you know how bad is he hurting his team? They've been pretty successful, right? I think the height of it for me was getting into it with KD at that. I think it was a Clippers game. Like yeah. that was a real moment of. Oh, this is about Draymond. You know what I mean? And and look, that he can say what he wants, and it seems like they're on good terms. There's no way, at least in my mind, that that doesn't play a part of him leaving the team. I just I, I don't think there's any way. I mean, he literally said it. They 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 read his. <laughs> they did a mouth. He's like, that's why I'm out of here, or something yeah. like that. I mean, it was. Yeah. You know, I, mean, I, that was pretty I early completely on. agree that that's the apex of it. I I don't think that you can compete with that being. Kind if I'm starting a team, yeah. I'm thinking about. I mean, literally, that's how but much I like having him. With with that said, like I think what kills me about Draymond is like when I think about how he's willing to be the guy that does the little things. Like you know what I mean? Like he might score 21 night and then not score at all and never come off the floor type guy, right? Because he's doing so many good things. Great big man passer, great defender. When he's in that. shape, right? Of course, right? Exactly. Yeah. You know, so he's those four games, shape, but... he was phenomenal. Right. But <laughs> he was Draymond, phenomenal. He really yeah. was. <laughs> but for Draymond, what kills me, and he's not the only guy, but when a guy has Okay, your seventh playoff technical, you're missing a game, and you're sitting on six, yeah, and you're yeah, willing to get one. I had forgotten about that's that. That's different. Yeah, from like it's different when you're Maybe giving the, the other guys actually. a that's point. Bad. Yeah, you're, you're willing to give a point. That was the, the year. I think that was yeah. the year they won it. Or Cleveland yeah. won it, right? So yeah, he yeah. kicks kicks a guy in the groin. That's not the next game. I was wrong. That's but, but but and that cost him a championship. But yeah. yeah. How many times did they get away with it? I sure. mean, that wasn't his first time to get set out in the playoffs. I'm like, how can you get seven technicals? Yeah. There's, you know, what have we looked at Mike Conley? You know, uh, forgive us Grizzlies fans here, but like, what he's never been ejected from a game. Sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, yeah, those are we're talking extremes there. But I mean, you're in the I playoffs. Dis- I you- don't like that call, sir. Is what Mike said. To be fair, to be <laughs> fair, um, we, we the Grizzlies have not won that many championships. So exactly. Just throwing that yeah. out here. Uh, not a lot. Not, not a, even in the Bryant Reeves. Give it time. Hey, so we'll, we'll, but real quick, to end on Draymond. Yeah. Draymond just signed a $100 million deal. I, I know that's a lot of money. He could have hit free agency next year and pro, if he's healthy. He probably got a lot more money. We talk about what Tom Brady does by taking less money. Look, that's a... That's, that takes him out of the villain role for me. Now, yeah. ask me midseason whenever he blows it a couple times, <laughs> hey, and I'll change but, my mind. But he's 30 pounds I'll, overweight. I'll, I'll, well, I'll say yeah. this right now, though. Every every guy on the list, every guy, I don't want him on my team. Every guy you've said I don't want him on my team, Draymond, <laughs> yeah, I don't know you. if I give oh, him that beautiful. money. I got that guy on my team. That's good. I, 100%. I, I want to play next to Draymond. Anywhere that guy goes, I'm going to that game. Draymond. Any team Absolutely. he's on, yeah. I'm going to that game. Yeah. yeah. But, but the difference is, do so you want that guy on your team? That's what I say. Yeah. I mean, like, if I, he's going to do whatever thinking, you need him to do. If I get thrown on Blake Griffin's team, I'm looking for a trade. Yeah. If I get it on Paul's team, I'm looking for a trade. If I get on Draymond's team, I'm like, man, I've hated you. Don't Let's worry. Do this. Blake's going to yeah. try to get himself traded before you go. So <laughs> so throw, throw another wrestling term at you. What it's called is getting heat. That means you're, <laughs> you get you get attention on you, whether it be for the right reasons or the wrong reasons. And right. he is a heat seeker. He's a heat seeker. So. Yeah, every you know we ha- we have this whole thing where um, it's it's sort of a big deal in the world if you have the tallest building, right? And so 
for a while, you know, I would I would think, man, Draymond in my list is the top, the tallest, and and then and then all of a sudden someone builds a taller building, absolutely, and they've got the, and you know, and and this guy, this building, if you really want to talk about the apex, if you really want to talk about the guy that I absolutely hate, but I respect to the absolute hilt, the guy that I will go see anywhere. No matter, like, I would fly overseas to watch this guy play. Like, this guy is amazing to watch play. However, I cannot stand him, and I want him <laughs> to get beat in every game. And that's Kevin Durant. Really? Uh, you know, and, and listen, I'm not going to go as far. Like, I was upset when he got booed and he got in, like, that's, he got injured. Yeah. Like, that was yeah, crazy. That's not worth it. Yeah. That, that's, that, I mean, that's, you know, respect the guy all day, and you never want to see me. But, like, this guy, and I mean, I, I, I know where it started for me. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know where it started for you, but, like, you know, the trajectory that this guy took out coming out of Oklahoma, mm-hmm. it was just insane. Yeah. Like the the vibe, you know, that and apparently, you know, it's worked out for the guy mm-hmm. in a very, very big way. But Kevin Durant is just the top of the mountain for me in just being like, I cannot stand seeing this guy win. Let me I think yeah. I can tell you why it is. Yeah. I think I can look Hit at me. you and tell you why that is. Because I think Kevin Durant and you could talk about the decision that certainly opened the door with LeBron. I think Kevin Durant is the embodiment of this new NBA that we're in the middle of and that we're also starting to get used to. But it's it's leaving OKC to not to not go quote unquote start your own thing, right? Of the NBA we're used to. Barkley, Suns, Jordan, Bulls, right? Ewing, Knicks. It's I'm gonna go join these guys that just beat me and I'm gonna win some titles. And and that rubs people the wrong way. <laughs> that's the worst. They exactly. just beat them. Exactly. And 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 that's what drives me crazy about Durant is that I think he's I think he's. I, I can't believe I even get to watch him play basketball. I've never seen anybody right. like him. Uh, it, it, it killed him, and I don't want to kill your point, but it killed him because he lost to them. If he leaves from them yeah, and goes go to play with LeBron else, in the East, else. or had he been in the East sure. and Golden State had won two straight and he joins them, yeah. I mean, he's still going to get hate. So, but it's, it's literally a teammate he had on the ropes. Right. His own, I'm at a team that we started, I am the right. team. I left to go get on the contender. Right. So There's some people what... that don't know this story. And so we need to actually play it out step by step. This is pre-finals, right? Yes, yeah, Western Conference Right, finals. it's Western yeah. Conference. And Western Conference, he's got them on the ropes. Three, they two. take him out. And then and then they move on to the, this, and this is the Golden State Warriors. Mm-hmm. They move on to the finals, and they're playing <laughs> our, all of our favorite uh, play in the world now. But they're they're playing a team, and they get beat. Right. Yep. Yes. Yeah, and they get beat, and the phone call comes from Golden State to Kevin Durant. Right. That's oh, the rumor. Sure. That's I mean, the rumor. Right. Yeah, I'm sure that's how it started. Yeah. The phone call comes to Kevin Durant because they're like, if we never want this ever to happen again, what what are we going to do? And they call him. But there's a decision. You're right. In my opinion, you're right. He could go two or three other places, and everybody in the NBA is rooting for this guy. Right. But. How do you? How do you? Well, that's exactly. Line. That's exactly why Westbrook's going to get cheered when he comes back. Exactly. And Durant got booed out of the building. Yeah. That's exactly the reason. Everybody in Oklahoma City is going to be like, okay. And he was the savior of that franchise. Yeah. He was drafted as a Seattle. He supersonic. was a supersonic. That's right. Yeah. And they took him to OKC because they had Durant. That's. I mean, that was the reason they were able to move that team the way they were able to is because they had that superstar cornerstone and he was the savior Just of that team a, yeah, th- think back and he to, dropped him yeah. after losing to right. Golden State I would have disliked w- Westbrook I'm, I'm like hating on Westbrook and thinking he's holding Durant back I hope Durant leaves I mean that could be a storyline sure. you know yeah. like what, I mean I'd leave OKC too you know and yeah. then here what are we three or four years later and you flip the script because 
one seems like the good guy and one seems like that was a pathetic choice. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? That was certainly and, the storyline at the time of like KD can't but that, win. But yeah. that doesn't identify it for me. I know that that sounds cheap and, you know, I hear, I agree with I hear the Stephen A. Smith and all these guys forward or against it and that's everyone's storyline for years. That's not what it is for me. For me, I feel like Kevin Durant was uh, that guy that you wanted to hate because you could do everything right against him and he could still beat you. Oh, okay? Yeah. So mm-hmm. that, that starts it and then I don't know why a guy at that level has to whine at the level he sure. does, whether it's during the game, to the media, why media, he creates yeah. burner accounts, whatever he's doing. Like, are you serious? Like, he almost seems like a sociopath yeah. as far as a player goes. But, like, why do you need that? And you're so touching on touching on my main point with Kevin Durant. So, to me, I put Kevin what Kevin Durant did in a very close box to what LeBron did with the decision. I see them very similarly. And I think that LeBron, since then – has vindicated himself somewhat mm. going back to Cleveland, helped repair a lot of those things. And then he kind of gets to do what he wants, to be honest. And yeah. he's repaired his public image from that standpoint. What Durant has done since he's made that move has become a straight villain in the media. Mm. Absolutely. If you follow this guy on Twitter, he's gotten into fights with people on Instagram who yeah. call him out for stuff. Yeah. He gets into fights with other players. He is constantly berating reporters now in the media and stuff. And the Kevin Durant that was back in Oklahoma City, the um, you the real MVP Kevin Durant, yeah. was a humble, humble guy. And that was yeah. why he was so loved, not just in Oklahoma City, but across the league. And then he goes to Golden State. He becomes a new guy. To me, he becomes the ultimate heel. And I think that's what, for at least for me, puts it yeah, at the top I, of the list. I can speak to that truly as a, as a Grizzlies fan. I think Marshall and I were both at the game where, you know, we go into three overtimes against OKC. Oh, best game I've ever been in. Yeah, I mean, you know, or the Grizzlies lose that game in three overtimes and we, you know, stand up and applaud the team's effort. But everyone there knew that the best player on the floor was Kevin Durant. Yeah. And everyone there knew that this this is something special. This is a good player. Absolutely. And so as a Grizzlies fan, I'm I'm built to hate him. Yeah. And but I just respected the heck out of him. And so much I, respect. To, I mean, to fall that far wasn't because he went to Golden State. That's not what it is. And I think that's just like the foundation of what everyone builds this off of. But it certainly yeah. for me wasn't just that well two things one again that's kind of why i think he represents at least for me kind of the new generation of players and and dealing with stuff that i'm not used to is that look these guys are kids i mean was he at texas one year yes okay so he he plays at texas one year he's in the nba Uh, social media grows 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 and now if you're on it you got twitter you got instagram you've got people coming at you that were not coming at you before because they didn't have the way to come at you. You had sports writers, you had media pundits, whatever, people on TV. That's it, right? So now he's he's one of the first, at least in my memory, to falter with the, uh, I'm going to go so far as I'm going to create a burner account to come after somebody. Right. But but another part of it is this. Uh, he's He got hurt, and that's awful. And, and it's bad for the NBA because, again, Kevin Durant's in town. I'm going, right? He's right. on that list of people you're going to see because he's, we're never going to see – we may never see a player like him again. Right, right. He's, generational guy. He's top 15 players all time for me. Easy. Oh, yeah. Uh, but Brooklyn. He goes to the Brooklyn Nets. I mean, it, and, and again, I got some I, – I, I know he and Kyrie are buddies, and maybe that's not, that has nothing to do with Kyrie. I mean, you, you hear conflicting things. But this is the second time that he's changed teams. Right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just throw this out here because, sure. because this is something that I'm going to make sure we do another podcast on. If this year doesn't go great, does does Kevin Durant ever play a game as a Brooklyn Net? I don't need to hear an answer. Just throwing it out there because it's 
Yeah, there's plenty of thoughts there. It's interesting. Yeah, sure. So, but I, I want to point out one go. thing real quick too, yeah. because to me, the biggest thing so far that has made Kevin Durant, and I read this in an article uh, by Andrew Becker that was on Twelve Up back in December 2018, when Kevin Durant was asked why people hate him, do you know what his response was? Do tell. It's because I'm so damn good at basketball. That's a, that's is a, that a heel? I mean, that's, that's a Hollywood that's, Hulk Hogan. That's, that's, that's Hollywood Hogan in the backstage getting interviewed by Mean Gene and telling everybody <laughs> in the world to suck it. Yeah, Am I right? It's, beautiful. It it's just so good. And that is the most heel thing you could ever do. And I, th- I just thought he leaned in. Yeah, that out. He leaned in. Yeah. Every, every guy's got to have something that makes you like him, though. Like, I'll be honest. When I saw LeBron get asked why or if he thinks he's the greatest player ever, y'all remember this interview? He's yeah. like, got on a leather jacket yeah. or whatever. His response. I mean, literally made me cringe. Like it was uncomfortable. Like yeah, in yeah. my opinion, if you're the best player ever, you don't have to say it. Right. Like and Agreed. and everyone can have a different opinion, but it made me cringe. But here's the thing, with LeBron, he does so many good things. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, you could go down a list of whether it's being a leader, whether it's that he shares the ball, whether it's that he's never been arrested. He's, you know, you're not speculating he's on PDs that he's, right. you know, smoking <laughs> weed and and getting suspended for games. Whatever. Like there's a lot of good that he's doing and his whining, you know, isn't at the level of a KD. But like with KD, like maybe he is doing some good that I'm not reading about. Maybe he is doing some things that I should respect more, but I don't care about those because I'm too busy <laughs> being pissed. Nobody cares that, about your yeah, foundation. Yeah, your foundation is <laughs> taking a back seat to your whining on Twitter. Like, right. I mean, yeah. people have real jobs and get worn out about real stuff and don't make a cent compared to you, and they're living with it, and they're being mature adults, and I feel like, I mean, at some point, you mature, you mm-hmm. know, like, and I just don't see that. This has gone the other way. Yeah, like, I want to, I, I mean, I think of, like, seeing a poster of, like, you know, the Mount Rushmore, you said top 15 guy, and, like, immediately I was like, crap, no, he's not a top 15 guy. He probably is. He might be a top 10 guy, but I don't want to give him that credit. Sure. And so <laughs> I, I just think a guy's got to help himself out every now and again because everyone makes mistakes, and in the social world, you know, villains are going to be out there. But, you know, there's guys that do good stuff for him, and, and for me, KD just – Begs me to hate him. Yeah. Sure. Begs me to, and yeah. I'm like, here you go, buddy. And I'm gonna do it. Yeah, round the horn. Okay, quick. Uh, one name. I need one name, and I need like two sentences as to why. Honorable mention. Who did we miss on the list? I, I got one. Uh, here's go. one, and you guys might totally disagree. But when I think of just the term villain, I think Kobe falls in the villain That's term for <laughs> so many reasons because he's on the periphery of, for one, great competitor, great competitor. Obviously, a top player in the world ever, but he's always competing with people, and he gets away with doing stuff that other guys didn't, but he played it right, you know? And, I mean, obviously, there's some off-the-court stuff, but yeah. I think Kobe, I think, to me, he's easy to hate. Yeah, and he it was a different a NBA at that time, too, was. by the way. It really was. I mean, I, the NBA was really – he could get away he, with it a lot easier. How about him now. and Shaq? I mean, yeah. gosh. Who you got? How about Carmelo Anthony? Oh, Ooh, yeah, done. Yes. Laying I mean, down in the middle of the floor. <laughs> you, you guys remember that clip? Yeah. Literally, basketball keeps going around him, but he's literally, he, he never gets up. Yeah. He never, it's, it's a beautiful. The, the ultimate one man offense. If, if you want to see the ball stop, throw it to Carmelo. I love That's it. That's it. Who you got? 
For me, it's easy. It's Kyrie. I mean, it could be right now. I think Kyrie comes out and has a really, really good time in Brooklyn and really plays well starting out. But I think the guy, and I think the guy's a poison right now. That's Kyrie Irving. I love it. Mine's James Harden. I love James Harden to death. God, but yes. like, I like, I Agreed. just, I cannot stand to watch that guy win. So, uh, you know, that that's my honorable mention. All right. So, uh, real quick, uh, if you're listening to this, we hope you enjoyed, uh, of course, the podcast today. But you know, who did we miss? Who did we miss as the biggest heel in the NBA? Who's the greatest villain that you have to kind of respect? Who are some honorable mentions that you throw out there? So who wins your vote? So we want to hear. Go to UpshotPodcast.com. Remember that you can grab notes there, but also tell us where we were wrong. That That's what we want to hear. What do you think? Who are your biggest heels in the NBA? And where did we miss out on something? Did we say something that, you know, pissed you off? We want to hear all about it. Uh, also, make sure that you subscribe to the Upshot Podcast and make sure to leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you actually listen to podcasts. We are going to be back every single week with a new episode discussing the biggest moments in the NBA and why they matter right now. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you soon. You've been listening to the Upshot NBA Podcast. If you like what you heard, make sure to click the subscribe button so you can get a new Upshot episode every week. And make sure to leave us a review on your podcast app as soon as you're done listening. Upshot.